The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of The Break. We are live here in the studio. How are you guys doing? Let me start off with a nice welcoming. How are y'all doing? Hi. We missed you yesterday. Great. Thank you. I listened to the show and I heard all the gumbo talk. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Did you enjoy it? (laughs) It was interesting. Uh, Yeah. Um, It was was an okay show. All right. Yeah. Okay. It was okay. Okay. I but listened through now, the whole so, show, but so it should be better. It was good enough for me to finish listening to the whole show. Okay. Well, we appreciate you listening. Thank you. Um, so first of all, I wanted to talk about Tavon Austin. They're still questioning about him and his groin injury. Jason Garrett today said that he'll be getting a second opinion. So there's still a pending status uh, as far as his injury. But I see on Twitter a lot of talk about this wide receiver, Amari Cooper from the Raiders and reports of maybe would this be an option for the Cowboys to make a trade here? So I wanted to get your opinion on this. Damn. Bringing out the Louisville slugger for the first <laughs> five minutes of the show. Um, right into it. I, I would okay. be, no, no, no. I'm, I'm waiting for Dave. Dave sounded like you had an answer. I wasn't, it was such a serious question. Well, yeah, anytime you're talking about trading for a Pro Bowl player, it's kind of a serious issue for sure. Um, or sensitive, I should say. I don't I, know. I would absolutely do it. Do I think the well? I would absolutely do it if the price was right. Amari uh, Cooper is heading into the. This is the last year of his, the rookie part of his deal. The next year on his deal is the fifth year option that first round picks come with. So you'd be talking about paying him something like uh, twelve million dollars, I think, in 2019. So. Think you better think about it, and you better be you better think you want to extend them before you do it. And then what's the price? I think I heard the Raiders start saying they want a first round pick. Nah, no way. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if, yeah, if they would part with him for a third or may maybe a second, but probably not. Sure, hell yeah, I would. What did they get for Khalil Mack? Everything. Like freaking nothing. They got everything and nothing. Okay, they, no, they <laughs> got they got a they got two first round picks, but then they gave away their second. So they and they so they swapped. They sw- they got a first round pick and then they swapped the first and second. Yeah. So they they got rid of a generational talent for one first and one second basically. Okay. Which is not good enough when you're trading a guy like that right. in my opinion. Well, we see what he, what difference he makes to the Chicago Bears. Their defense yeah. hadn't been that good in years and all of a sudden it becomes this really really great defense. Um I mean, I, I think Dave's right on the on the Mari Cooper thing, but I personally, you know, how you talk about telling people what you would do versus telling people what you think will happen. Yeah. I don't think this is the kind of deal the Cowboys do. This sounds like the kind of deal that the Eagles were doing last year. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, where they were going out and, and they were pretty pretty aggressive in going to get guys via, either via trade or whatever. Yeah. But this doesn't sound like the kind of deal the Cowboys have typically made over the last well, several years. Well, we've said all along that Sammy Watkins – was their number one free agent target. We didn't think that he would make a big difference on this team. We didn't think that Dez would make a big difference on this team. You know, I mean, when you're talking about they, the Raiders have an offensive line, I don't know if it's it's as good, but it's been pretty good. Um, their quarterback is a better quarterback, I think, as a passer than, than Dak. 
So what's the problem with Amari Cooper? If that's the case, I mean, would he definitely make an you know impact here? I don't I don't know. If 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 these other guys aren't, I don't know how he would. I think Amari Cooper sounds like he's having a very des like season. Derek Carr's not playing as well as right. the contract indicates that he should. There's just a whole host of problems there. He's dropping balls. He's getting lost in game plans. Defenses are scheming him out of the th- out of things, which. I'm not here. I'm not saying he's not a good player or that he wouldn't be good on this team, but um, he's got troubles of his own and kind of like what we talk about with Dez. And yeah, Sammy Watkins is like, is he is he going to be the the magic pill that fixes this offense? I kind of doubt it. You know, I think that there's it's like first round grades. You know, there's how many first round grades typically are there about 17 or 18, yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. Well, that means, you know, there's 14, 15 guys that are getting picked in the first round that don't have a first round grade. And it's the same to me with number one receivers. Well, what's a number one receiver? Are there 32 number one receivers in the mm-hmm. league? There's a like there's like six or seven. So there's guys out there that are getting paid like number ones, drafted like number ones and are the number one receiver. But they're not actually playing like a franchise player. And I think he's one of those guys. I think Dez was in that same boat, too. So it's like, yeah, you're the starting wide receiver on a football team, but you're not really a number one. I think there's only about 10. Okay, I have a a fun little game here for you, then. (laughs) Before we start talking about the rest, Kings. I would Um, do it for a third-round pick, though. Oh, I would. If the the number was right, I mean, and to me, maybe even fourth round. Like, I, I don't know if I'd get up to third, but somewhere in that range, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. Well, again, the biggest discussion is okay. What 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 wide receiver wide receiver you could bring in here that could actually make a difference to where it would work with Dak and get the offense moving. So name those that, six to ten that you were just mentioning. <laughs> with that being said, I want each of you to pick one wide receiver that you think would absolutely make a difference on this team. Obviously, this is not realistic at all. But if you could choose. Doesn't matter the prize. Doesn't matter where from the player's team? coming from. Yes. Did you watch the happy hour last night? I did not. It sounds kind of yeah. Sounds kind of familiar. What y- we talked about. You guys about. talked about that. Well, we a talked a little bit. Not, not sort of. Not, not this, this specific. There was question. a there yeah. was a fan that came in and basically just wanted us to poach from the Chiefs. Yeah. Just take what you want from the Chiefs. I don't know <laughs> why he was so from the Chiefs. Yeah. From the Chiefs. I don't well, know why. This is all around the NFL. Though. Yeah, I know, but it wasn't a bad question because no, it wasn't. because it it all hit positions that you thought you know this team would would need yeah does right. need. and i thought it was good answers by you guys too by the way it's good i'm always gonna go with the speed guy i know you okay are. so who would be your wide receiver <laughs> okay sorry let's play the game um, i got my answer i got go. mine too good to go yeah go. go i'll give me michael thomas from new orleans honestly uh deandre hopkins is another guy just because he's such a freak Don't take two <laughs> Sorry, no, I'll take Michael Thomas and I'll tell you why. Because okay. for this offense, I don't care about speed. I don't, Dak's not the take the top off the defense guy. He's not that accurate the further down the field that he gets. Michael Thomas is an incredible route runner. He's 6'3. He can box out any defensive back in the league. Um, he's a better Dez in terms of route running, in terms of catch radius, just beating guys off the ball. Um, I think he would be great for this offense because this, you know, this ain't. This ain't that high-flying, throwing the ball 80 yards down the field offense anyway, and I think he would complement what they want to do perfectly. Okay. The reason I said don't take two is because you're taking my Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, no. I would take Hopkins, and the reason I take Hopkins is because is of all the number one receivers in the league, all, of all those six to ten guys that you mentioned that would be considered number one guys, he's the only one I can think of right off the top of my head 
that has been able to produce regardless of the quality of the quarterback. And so if you have issues about whether you think this quarterback is accurate enough or can throw the, the ball in the right place and be able to throw guys open, as we hear people say all the time, then DeAndre Hopkins is the guy you want because he's shown that he can do it no matter who the guy is that's throwing the, the ball. He'll make that quarterback better. Um, and so yeah. from that standpoint, if you want to put somebody in that immediately helps this offense, somebody like DeAndre Hopkins can do that. Take Antonio Brown. I mean, <laughs> Might as well, right? If we're going to play the game, let's just play the game. I mean, I would say the other guy in New York, but he's a problem, you know. And yeah. Alva, he always is. And, and, and you know, I don't LSU know. guys. I well, you. no, it's not that. It's just he's he's the typical wide receiver diva. I mean, unbelievable talent, but he's got so much distractions. And, and if, if, you know, Eli is, is a problem for him, I'm sure Dak would be too. So. <laughs> I, you know, Anton Roethlisberger's great. I get it. I get your point about Hopkins, and all of them would be good. Antonio know? Brown's not not a diva. I mean, no, I know, absolutely. He, he has his share of, of loves, drama as well. I love him some him. Yeah, I understand. Most uh, of them are divas. Yeah, seriously. At <laughs> that position, well, Julio's another guy. Huh? Julio's not a diva. I don't. No, that's what I I'm saying. Think. Julio is for the same reason I like Michael Thomas. Julio does a lot of the same stuff, and yeah, I don't. He's but, said like eight words in his NFL right. career. But like Golden Tate, who I don't like really. But I love Golden Tate. Really? Yes. What he did to Sean he Lee. He is I'm like he not. is like Heinz Ward to me. Like he is that tough wide receiver that just can do a little bit of everything. After that cheap shot like on Sean Lee, like I've never been a fan. Yeah. Um but he's I mean, anybody like that would help right now. Devontae Adams would, would help, I think. Isn't Hein isn't uh isn't uh Golden Tate a free agent after this year? I think I, he is. I don't know. I got a buddy who's a Lions fan. He told me that, and I don't know if I completely trust it, but he told me he's a free agent after this year. What about A.J. Green? He would be pretty good here. <laughs> what I love is... Let's just tamper the whole league. Really, <laughs> let's, just, <laughs> let's just get them all. <laughs> with the exception of... Oh, As the commissioner's on the TV right there. <laughs> with the exception of Odell and Julio, like all the guys we just named were not Super duper premium draft picks. Hopkins was pick twenty seven. Thomas was pick forty three, forty four. Yeah. Antonio Brown. Was uh, Antonio weird. Brown's a six round pick. Yeah, six so, round. Yeah, man, gives you a little a bit of optimism that the Cowboys could find a guy like that in the draft this year. We were on the show last night, but about- also remember real quick. Also remember, all those guys have really, really good quarterbacks. So maybe a function yeah. of getting a guy later sure. means that you got to have the quarterback that can get them the ball Absolutely. and make them into yeah. much better players. Go ahead, Hopkins Charlie. has been good. You're right. Hopkins has yeah. been good with with. I mean, Whedon was throwing. Yeah, the ball he's one he's game. he's the only one I could think of off the top of my head that didn't have a premium quarterback. Yeah, I think it depends on what show show you listen to. If you listen to the Talking Cowboys, it sounds like Michael Gallup is is not getting used at all. And I think because we were on the show last night, and 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 Mickey, and and I'm, I'm sure Brian, and and you know Nate, and everybody was like, um, they got to get Gallup the ball. Honestly, I agree with that though. Why? But you know, I, I mean, it's still a small sample size. He's yeah. played six games. He's had a couple of moments, you know, in, that are good. Right. He's had a couple of moments where he hasn't really performed. I mean, I still right. think that's what rookies do. And right. I, I I get it. I'm yeah. just saying. That, I think he's getting a fair amount. Now, I mean, yes, it'll be nice to see it, but then I think that would be a replay of what we saw with Des and just kind of when you try to force the ball to someone and it just doesn't work out that way. I'm not saying force the ball to him. I'm saying maybe give him more reps. But right now they got this rotation where they got a bunch of guys that they're throwing at it. I would I would probably shrink that a little bit. And maybe that happens out of necessity with I was about uh, to say, you know, sounds like it is. If Tavon's going to be out for a while, then maybe that that happens just by necessity, but 
I just like to see him get more opportunities because I've seen him go deep. I've seen him make an athletic non-catch, but I thought that was a great yeah. catch, yeah. non-catch. Yeah. I just think he's got some skill, and I think you got to develop that. He's a young guy. Young receivers typically have those moments of good stuff and then bad stuff. Re- receiver is one of those hard positions where guys usually don't come in and immediately are great, you know? All right, let's take our first break, and when we come back, we'll dive into the Redskins offense. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk Talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than specs and features as well. you got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. To experience one for yourself, visit your local Texas John Deere dealer or go to myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Back to the break. All right, welcome back. This is the second segment of the break. The Cowboys are sitting on a nice 3-3, three and three, while the Redskins are 3-2, and two, coming off a win, 23-17 against the Panthers. So, Dave, let's start talking about this offense and what it brings against the Cowboys' defense. Have you watched the Cowboys play offense this year? Yep. Yeah, I'm then. on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. You're good then. That would... That would. You're good. You don't need. You don't need. Almost it. So it's a, it's pretty equivalent. Uh, it's the same thing. Really? N- I mean, not really. Wow. But like, okay. it's. I felt like your I quarterback was, has more experience. Has had more success. Their like, quarterback is Dak Prescott. Okay. Alex Smith okay. is what is Dak Prescott's ceiling, and people got you. Okay. People got hear you. that and think it's this terrible thing. It's really not. Alex Smith. It sucks for him that he's always going to be compared to Aaron Rodgers, but like he has had a damn good career. He has taken two different franchises, you know, to the cusp of a Super Bowl. He never got to an AFC title game with the Chiefs, I don't think. But they had some pretty damn good teams in Kansas City. He was a muffed punt away from Super Bowl 42, 46, 40, whatever. 
46. 46. Right. Face. Um, Nick would know better than that. Like, I don't remember I remember those numbers. a 49er guy dropping a punt. But I, Kyle Williams, Super Bowl 46, I remember the game. I don't remember numbers like Giants that. Giants 49ers. That's not my thing. 2011. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, Alex Smith has had a, a very nice career. He protects the football. He's smart. He's mobile. Uh, very mobile. He can do all kinds of that type of stuff. Like, I, if Dak Prescott turns out to be as good as Alex Smith as a fourth-round pick, it'll be incredible. Uh, but So they just play similarly. Um, the Redskins lean on their run game. They're 12th in the league. Their pass game doesn't leave a lot to be desired. They average 230 yards per game, sometimes not even that good. Um, and they're not scoring a ton. They're they're 24th in scoring and 24th and 25th in, in total offense. Um, you see a lot of the same stuff, but it's different personnel. So like, you know, we talk about how we hate the Cowboys commitments to the tight ends, given the tight ends on their team, the Redskins run a ton of 12 and 13 personnel, but it works better because their tight ends are better. Uh, they got a freak in Jordan Reed. They got a former first round pick in Vernon Davis, who definitely found new life when he got to Washington. Is Jordan Reed healthy. He's he's playing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, the reason I, I ask, he, he always is. Hurt I know. No, like, no. I, just, that's, I think it's a fair question. It's well founded. But yeah. he's he's played every week this season. Okay. Or most wow, okay. of them. That's good. Yeah. Um, they also have Nick's guy, Jeremy Sprinkle, underrated little third tight end. Jeremy Sprinkle. Like Arkansas. Name. Sprinkle me, man. Woo pig suey. <laughs> he'll, uh, he'll steal a catch. He'll or steal two. a catch or two <laughs> from you if you're not careful, Belk. <laughs> um <laughs> Anyway, oh, I don't man. know why we're already talking about Jeremy Sprinkle. But, yeah, so <laughs> you see a lot of the same stuff. You run to set up the pass. I've, you know, Adrian Peterson's the story here. I shudder to think what this offense would look like with Darius Geis if he was healthy. I know. It's good for the Cowboys that he's not. For this year. Um, yeah, Adrian. Chris a- Thompson, too. I mean, And, and that's, that's the thing here is Chris Thompson and um, Jamison Crowder really make this thing go in terms of the passing game. I, I mentioned the tight ends and they love to use them, but everything else is really pretty meh. Like again, it reminds me of the Cowboys. Like they don't have they don't have a bona fide receiver that they trust. Josh Doxson is trending toward a bust of a first round pick. Really? Is it that bad? I mean he he he's been hurt for so yeah. much of his career. He's he makes nice plays and he shows the potential for the circus catch, he just hasn't done it on a regular basis. I yeah. think he's got eight catches this year. It, yeah, it ain't, it's not great. Um, Paul Richardson's the, the free agent that they brought in from Seattle. He, he'll he get behind the defense. He's fast. He had a big, long touchdown against Green Bay. But, again, not any kind of consistency. Like, the consistency here is the tight ends are versatile and can play in line and out. And then Jamison Crowder is kind of your – Tavon Austin, for lack of a better mm-hmm. comparison, you know, he runs underneath, they motion him, they do all kinds of stuff with him. And then Chris Thompson is your web back. The thing is, uh, Crowder and Thompson are hurt right now. They did not play against the Panthers, and it showed. It looked, it, they, didn't, they didn't look super impressive to me. Are they back? Keep an eye on it. We'll see. I don't like. I don't have an answer right now. I think they're hopeful. Start watching the injury report They're this hopeful week. that both will be able to play this week, but we'll see. Um I think it actually, when Chris Thompson is there, it actually makes Adrian Peterson even better because yeah. now they have that complement yeah. uh, to what Adrian Peterson can do. So, and Chris Thompson is, I think, one of the most underrated players in the I league. He just he can't stay healthy, which sucks for him. Yeah, um, Lance Dunbar. Yeah, I but mean, he, a, a much more productive Lance Dunbar, no but doubt, very yeah. similar when you when you're talking about guys like that. I mean, they don't. And same with Tavon Austin. 
goes all the way back. Rocket Ismail, all the way back. Those those, young, those guys like that, yeah, they're really good and fast, but just don't let them get hit. Yeah. I mean, you look at – just go look at NFL players. I, I was taking my family down on the field before the game last week, and they were just looking the, – the kids were looking at these mammoth of these mammoth men, and it's like, yeah, that's what NFL football is. But then you see the little guy, and you're like, if he takes a hit from this other guy – they're sports cars. It's I mean, gonna do, yeah, they can win. They can win races, but if they get hit by you something, get hit, then, it's done. Okay, it's, yeah, it's a loss. Yeah. So, um, it, watch Crowder and Thompson because their offense changes when those guys are in because Crowder gives them that you know option for the run underneath and the easy pitch and catch. They love to run RPO types. I mean, like I said, it's like watching the Cowboys. Like they give to Peterson. Smith pulls and Crowder's right there on the slant. And like it's a carbon copy of the be- the play that Cole Beasley runs so well. It's the same exact stuff, a lot of the same designs. Um, but Adrian Peterson is the guy that it's been flowing through. He looks fantastic. He's averaging 100 yards a game in their wins. Uh, and when they lose, it's because they can't get him on track. Like in their wins, they've run for 182, 166, and 132. And in their losses, they've run for 65 and 39, which obviously well you know causation is not correlation like you know i get that but they're much better when they're eating up yardage and obviously if you're running the ball it means you're not falling behind was it last week when he sustained the shoulder injury or the uh, shoulder popped out and put it back in he played with a shoulder injury in new orleans and that contribute i mean they didn't Mm -hmm. run the ball right they didn't the second half he pretty much they had stood on the sideline 39 yards in the super that was nice you were watching for fantasy weren't you yeah, me too. It was great. Oh. I was like, keep him on the bench. I, I, I was going against him that me week. Too. So I was like, I was yeah, like, great. yeah. As soon as he went out, my wife was like, you're really cheering an injury? I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, for the week. I'll, yeah. He, I'm not against that. He looks fine. He played well against Carolina. Uh, they ran for 132 as a team on the Panthers, which if you remember, the Cowboys struggled. So, yeah. uh, and, and this is a good offensive line. I mean, Brandon Sheriff is, is still there. Trent Williams Got a good offensive line thing. coach. Their left guard running game, Moses. Yep. Um, their left guard, Sean uh, Laval, is dealing with some stuff, so that's another thing to watch. But this, like I said, this looks a lot like the Cowboys. Like when they can do what they want to do, it looks really good. They're running the ball, uh, and then when they're not, they don't have a lot of um, of fallback options. So the big difference for me is the tight ends because Reed can do everything. It's not fair because their eleven personnel when he looks when he's out there looks way different from the mm-hmm. Cowboys eleven personnel. He can sit down in zones in the middle of the field. He can go down the field. He can run routes as if he's a receiver. And then Vernon Davis only has nine catches on the year, but he's averaging like 16 yards per reception. Like defenses just lose him. And I don't 100% understand why because he's a talented player. But it seems like every time Malik Smith finds him, he's 25 yards downfield. So uh, that's something to watch. And, yes, I think – Smith has at least like six completions of 40 yards or more. So like he'll, he can hit you for the big play despite not having that bona fide receiver option. So, um, but all things considered trying to think, I, this is a better offense than Jacksonville, but it's not as explosive as some of the other, like it's not as explosive as Detroit or Houston in my opinion. Um, so, well, it is fair to say that after, well, hearing your report and seeing the Cowboys they go now I'm speaking Spanish sorry (laughs) (laughs) after seeing the uh, Redskins offense playing you would say that obviously the Cowboys defense is the better team against 
the Redskins offense. But it is also fair to say that after what we saw last weekend against Jacksonville and the expectations going into a game playing against the NFL's best defense at the time, you saw what happened. So with that being said, anything could happen. Therefore, what would be the most concerning thing as far as the Redskins offense matching up against the Cowboys defense? I like the matchup in the run game. I mean, Dallas is a top 10 run defense, and they haven't just – I mean, I know you know the Seahawks just pounded them, but it took them 35 carries to get to 100 yards. But They didn't – yeah. Yeah, no, they were averaging like 3.2 yards yeah. per carry. Um, so the Lions did gash them. Like, they didn't give on Johnson – anywhere near enough touches that's a much better passing game though right it I mean, is you're those right. receive those three receivers that they got in detroit probably the third best is as good if not better as the best one in washington oh. right yeah yeah no i would agree with that i think if you line up these six players right line them up bortles eli stafford watson russell wilson and cam newton who wins the the race. What three guys win the race there? Running, just yeah. speed. Probably Watson, Russell yeah. Wilson, probably and, and, Cam and, Newton. Yeah, yeah. So they all won too. I mean, they all beat the Cowboys. So I think that the running part of the quarterback. Yeah, you know, when you think it's about that part. Yeah, just, just I mean, just the mobility of it like that. Yeah. So that that would be the one thing that you know I think you'd have to worry about. You and that's I mean, Alex Smith is mobile. They haven't like they don't use him that way. At least they haven't been. Maybe I mean this is where f- would you rank his mobility compared to these guys that you talked about? Not as nineteenth in the league. Nineteenth. <laughs> That's where he. No, I don't know. I don't think. He, I don't think. He, I don't think he's better as a runner than either of those three. No, um, but he's better. But he's the guy. He's, he's the guy that. He's yeah, white. he's the. Yeah. Well, no, I, mean, I yes. wasn't gonna say that. Yes, because he's white. But, you know, you his don't, name but is Alex when Smith. They, but no, yeah. when they when they scout him, they're not scouting him based upon him being a white quarterback. I think the thing about it is. He seems to be that kind of quarterback that'll catch you. Like it's a part yeah. of the offense for those other guys to run. That's, I don't know that it's necessarily part of the offense, but true. he will catch you in a in a bad situation, and before you know it, he's twenty yards down mm-hmm. the field. That's, that's why he's so dangerous. And that's kind of what Dak has been, until, right. unless the Cowboys are going to use him a little bit more. But Dak will definitely catch you as well. But if they're going to start running one of those plays, but they don't really run. Alex they don't. Smith. They don't scheme runs for him. But the thing, and he can do that, which you know we said Blake Bortles could do that too, and he yeah. can. The, th- the other the thing that sucks is you know he can take a well covered play and just turn it into a six yard gain and he does that with regularity yeah. just because I mean he's athletic so what I like though is I like these two rookie court these two rookie line I'm not rookie these two young linebackers mm-hmm. that can both run well, so that helps right? I like them for another reason too which is like, yeah like that's awesome that Sean Lee might be able to come back this week but like Leighton Vander Esch sounds like a guy who can help you with these tight ends a lot. Uh, and so that both of them, obviously, they're yeah. both pretty good in coverage. And I think that's the thing that scares me the most. The Cowboys don't deal well with tight ends in recent history, and Byron Jones doesn't do that anymore. So the more athleticism to cover a Jordan Reed you have, the better, I think. Because that is the mismatch that scares me the most with Jordan this Reed. offense. Just Reed and Vernon Davis. Like, again, he's, he's not a high-volume guy, but he'll – break your back if you're not paying attention to him. So would you go the option of, of maybe saying, I'd rather put a linebacker, Van Der Esch, in this case, uh, covering him than I would a safety, bring a safety down to cover him? Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, Van Der Esch said this on the conference call yesterday. He's like, well, I, I can't run with D.D. Westbrook. I mean, that's, you know, I can't, which, yeah, obviously. But yeah. 
I think he can. I don't run. know if there are many cornerbacks that run yeah. with D.D. Westbrook. I think he can run with Jordan Reed, yeah. and and he he he's not giving up size to him the way that uh, a Kayvon Frazier or certainly Xavier Woods would. So yeah, yes, I want I would like that. That's my idea. Let's take our final break, and when we come back, we'll keep talking about the Redskins, and we'll answer some of your questions. So hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than specs and features as well. you got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. To experience one for yourself, visit your local Texas John Deere dealer or go to myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True, they even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce, the Growler. Hmm, I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to the break. Nestle the boys and Tommy John, the softest, most supportive underwear out there. Featured. Sorry. Hmm? They're featured packed. I don't like that. But they're featured packed and feel amazing. If you disagree, they're backed by the best pair you'll ever wear. Or they're free. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. So if you don't think this is the number one underwear that's ever been on your body, Send it back. Give it a try. Send it back, and they'll they'll say, all right, we'll give you your money back. But I doubt you'll do that because I think it's the best underwear I've ever had. I think Dave agrees. I'm wearing the ones with the Cowboys emblazoned on the butt right now. Is that, <laughs> really? yep. Is that what happens when they win 40 to 7? No, go that's all in. what happens when I get to the bottom of the laundry drawer. I'm like, well, this is, or the underwear drawer. How often me. do you get to the bottom of that Such drawer? A fan. I'm, do you clean regularly? I'm turning 30 in a couple months. Like, I do laundry. Okay. I'm, I'm just asking. I'm, I do I'll, laundry. Okay. I'm, I'm just asking. Like, some what? people know, would think two that weeks? forgetting to bring underwear on trips would probably signal that maybe you I forget sometimes. 
oversight. to do laundry. That was for saying. oversight. Anyways, if you want to go there, TommyJohn.com <laughs> forward slash Cowboys. They have underwear with the Cowboys down there, down the side. You can down wear the side, yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's other stuff. Okay. I don't know. Okay, bye. I bit my tongue okay, three times. <laughs> you what? I bit my tongue three times. Okay. That's good. Let's good. Keep so I don't have that. to hear Nick. Oh, Ember, so inappropriate. Okay. That was good. Anyway, like like <laughs> just like him. Exactly Pretty I good. <laughs> All right. Well, very important game this weekend. And hey, real Nick, quick, before what? you say that, there's also a really important game that we're going to release tomorrow. There's a video. I just wanted to kind of let people know. This thing's pretty good. If you haven't seen No Moss, uh, tomorrow we're going to be releasing a new episode of No Moss. And we happen to get, or these guys happen to get, I shouldn't say we, uh, Amber and Nick happen to get. She got them. Well, okay. Amber <laughs> got, got Dak and Zeke. And I just watched it before we went on the air. You guys are going to want to see it. Yeah. It's fun. It is a lot of fun. It was a fun. And it's a game show, just so if you don't know what No Moss is. It's a game show where players have to guess what their teammates would say about some pretty off-the-wall kinds of questions. And uh, the two of them faced off in this particular episode, and it was good stuff. So make sure you check it out tomorrow. We'll have it out tomorrow for you to watch on all of our different platforms. Go ahead. We'll release a little tease today, so check that out. Thank you, Derek, for the little promo there. All right. So very important game this weekend. And according to Nick, this might be, and a lot of people would agree, that this might be a very turn. decisive point in the season, turning point in the season for the Cowboys. Now, we keep talking about the road games and home games. And as of right now, clearly the road games have not been working out for the Cowboys. But we know that Jason Garrett knows how to play against the Redskins and kind of figure them out a little Mm -hmm. bit. What are the expectations going into a road game again? And obviously after coming off this kind of win, could they keep this going this weekend? Well, you know, I think that it, it is a turning point game if they want to turn. If they don't, if they just want to keep going back and forth, then it won't be a turning point, and that'll be a loss. I mean, if for them to turn this thing, um, and you know, upward, then then they're gonna have to win. And like you said, I mean, this is a place that I think all division games are like that, where you, you're you're familiar with everything. You, you get there, you know exactly where the locker room is. You know exactly where the the 25 second play clock is. You know all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of Cowboy fans there, so it's it's. You know, away from home, you're still comfortable being there, and you know, and I think that the Cowboys have always just, you know, they've been a better team than the French, um, than the the Redskins for a long time. So um, it helps when you go on the road and you're comfortable and you, and you win. And they're going to have to hope that this this time. I don't know if they're a better team this this the year. The interesting thing is, even when they haven't necessarily been a better team, That's they true. Still they've always won. like it, it, yeah. recently in recent history, like it, it is a lopsided affair. Now the games aren't lopsided; they're close games, a lot of them. But for whatever reason, the yeah. Cowboys have managed to win and win consistently against this team, eight, whether they're at home or on the road. Eight and two since RG3 and Alfred Morris swept them in yeah. 2012. Five years, eight and two. That's um, amazing. Five and zero oh at FedEx, four and zero oh with Dak. And yeah, shouts out to all, all y'all in the DMV. I know there's a bunch of y'all listening to this like, this isn't going to be a road environment. There's going to be a ton of Cowboys fans. And they go yeah. hard. <laughs> like. FedEx, I, I mean, I, I don't want to go in too hard, but like I can just, I could go for 15 minutes about all the things I don't like about FedEx Field and want to like. <laughs> sure, let's do it. <laughs> no, just it's 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 out of the way. It se- it seems like it's a pain to get to, and maybe because I mean the Redskins haven't been good in forever. 
Uh, Redskins yeah. fans don't really seem to like their franchise that much. You know but what I mean? Like press box view, though. Press box view is the worst in the league. And the food. The food is the worst in the league. <laughs> I uh, do not like the stadium. Traveling Ugh. to the stadium is <laughs> the worst. <laughs> On a, like it was built the in. Worst. I wasn't going to go all in, but yeah, it was built. And the in, cop guys, seeing the cops with the with the big M16s. Guns, yeah. yeah, that, that is, is uncomfortable scary. and it's scary. <laughs> stadium was built <laughs> in the what 90s, right? They played at RFK up until not that, that long ago. That was in the 90s? Yeah, I'm pre- yeah yes. right? Is it not a dump? <laughs> it is a dump. I wouldn't go, I'm not going to go as far as to call the stadium a dump. It's a dump. But it's shocking that it was built in the 90s. It's shocking that it yeah. was built the in the 90s. The first game was like 97 or 90. I would have thought it was as old as like Texas and Stadium before it was torn down. My view, like when we go to Washington, it's, it's either rainy or cold. That's true. Uh, half their fans don't show up, or they're wearing ponchos, so you can't tell if it's their fans anyway. And then the whole lower bowl is Cowboys fans from the DMV that are just like, we're here to take this thing over. Get ready. So... I don't and wanna, when the Cowboys get rolling, you can tell. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to hear about the road environment this week because it's gonna. It should feel an awful lot like home. I mean, every uh, every day when we would look at that uh, chart beat to show where our fans were, that were on the website where they're from, it was always like Virginia the big states. Was it right was there. Texas, California, Florida, Virginia. Always those always. four right there. I, like lots of respect to all the Cowboys fans in the Philly, New Jersey, New York area. Like I know there's a lot of y'all too, but I just. DMV Cowboys fans it are is Cowboys country. They're a special breed of passionate. It seems like like yeah. all the craziest people I hear from seems like they're from that area. Yep. Here's a question from Bulldog Steve. Do you guys see our offense running as many naked boot, boots as we did last week? Seems like the defenses are really boots. keen on in on that now. Either way. I mean, whatever it is to kind of get him in space and, and let him roll out there, whether whether it's the run pass option, whether it's the, the bootlegs, just get him out there like that and, and make them think about it because I think he can, he can, you know, he needs to kind of make that decision a little earlier. There was a play where he got the first down. He was rolling to the right. There was a linebacker chasing him. He was still looking to throw, looking to throw. I think when he gets out there like that, he needs to run. He needs to take off. When he gets out there, unless there's a guy just streaking down the field because – you know, he eventually got the first down, but I think that he needs to look at it more like talking about Dak. Move the chains. Move the chains. When you get out there and you see it's open, go take it. Go get it and let's and we'll get a first down here. But he was looking down the field, and that's that's just something that's got to be a feel for the quarterbacks. I wonder if there's a way that you can, f- like, fake the defense out on that because it has worked at times, but I think at least once a game he gets blown up trying to run like it happened against jacksonville like as good as the offense looked he turned around and i think it was in gogway was like right there to give him a bear hug and it definitely happened you know carolina sniffed all that stuff out so did seattle um i wonder if there's a way you can misdirect like run a different play off of that look because it's obviously a look that defenses are familiar that play has a ton of options built into it you know so so yeah it may be that they're not doing the other things enough to where teams are like hey we know if we just play the percentages, you go get Dak, you're going to cut it off most of the when time. When you're right? in this formation and the receiver's motioning, we know you're doing that boot where you're going to have a guy right. five yards away. Like right. that, you see it coming. So that's kind of like them running when they take a wide receiver and motion him down into the box. Yep. Like every single time, maybe once or twice this season, I've seen them not run, but almost all the time they run. I bet. Yeah. I bet we'll see that. Yeah. Here's another question from Twitter. There have been we've seen three explosive plays to tight ends. 
Should the passing attack focus on them more instead of the wide receivers? Mm, not a big fan of that. Um, just folk. I mean, I don't think that these are tight ends that are like you know guys that you just have to focus on and say we got to get them the football. I think they're more of a product of what's open in there. Yeah, I think Swaim gathers. You know, they're pretty athletic. They can make some plays, but I don't think you force the ball to them. I don't think that type of guy. These are sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. These these are th- these plays are literally designed to like sneak the tight end out of the trash. Like Rico snuck behind the whole defense, and it didn't work out. But the play everybody talks about when Dak got sacked by JJ Watt, they could have won the game because Blake Jarwin, mm-hmm. you know, fake blocked eight yards downfield and just snuck down the sideline. Like wide. They're open. designing these plays so that the tight ends can be open because they're an afterthought. I don't know if that translates to scheming your offense around them like that like jordan reed i mean when you are a big physical freak who can block adequately and run routes like a receiver you can do that type of stuff i don't know if the cowboys have that guy not only that but if you're going to scheme somebody open i'd rather scheme somebody open that when they get the ball in their hands they have the ability to do more with it than just kind of what what it is like i don't think the tight ends are necessarily the best run after catch options the cowboys have um, and to be honest with you, I don't know they have a lot of great run-after-catch options. But I would, if I'm going to scheme somebody open, I'm looking to scheme somebody open that when they get the ball in their hands, they can actually make more of it than it's there. Yeah. Now, after, seeing, after hearing about the Redskins offense and all that, what defensive guy would you expect to have the best game this weekend, to play the best this weekend? Defensive guy for the Redskins? Cowboys. No, from the Cowboys. Cowboys. Okay. Man, we better be the linebackers. I would love it, it if these linebackers, linebackers kept it up. Yeah, between between Adrian Peterson and and these tight ends, I think they both and Chris Thompson. I mean, there's a lot to worry yeah. about here. Yeah, and the quarterback running. And I, that's, there's a lot of stuff to run. Uh, you know, these are famous last words because I I slandered Keenan Allen for a week last year, and he made me eat every word of that. But I like Byron. I like these cornerbacks against their receivers. Like I don't. I, I'll be surprised if these receivers just eat them for lunch. How much do you worry, though, that the best option they have at wide receiver is a slot guy and the weakest point of your cornerbacks is the, the slot? I I don't know that I'm ready to concede that. I'm really. Really? Well, you I'm think just, Anthony Brown's better than Cheeto well, or as of Byron, right or As of right now, it, it's Jordan Lewis anyway. Like, we, I got to. I mean, Cheeto hasn't played in two weeks. So. Gotcha. I, and I think Jordan Lewis has played really well in those opportunities, so I'm I'm okay. I feel all right. We'll see, though. But that's not. But that's my point. You're though. right. It's still the weak point. Yeah. I I, I just I don't know. That okay. doesn't bother you. That, that doesn't make you concerned at all. They've been better about rallying to plays since what happened against Detroit. So, oh yeah, I'm 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 feeling. I feel you? all right. I feel all right. Um, I think it's something worth keeping an eye on. I don't know if I, I don't know if if I would say I'm worried, uh, but I do think it's something to keep an eye on. I mean. None of these receivers are are guys I think that will just absolutely kill you, or they haven't in a lot of the games the Cowboys have played. They've some of them had pretty good games here and there, but they have just killed you. Like it wasn't a situation where you just can't do anything with them, right? So I, I don't think it's worth worrying, but I do think it's something to keep an eye on. Well, That'll I mean, be a matchup that I, I will look at a lot. Carolina didn't have those receivers really either, and and Seattle had some pretty good guys. I mean, some speed guys. I mean, I don't think Tyler Lockett's any better. 
necessarily than Crowder. So I, I just think that you know you, you've got to watch those speed. Guys well, I was like talking. I, I wasn't talking about the previous teams they've played. I was talking about when they've played the Redskins with this contingent well, of receiver. Well, right. I just I, I'm just saying that that you know just because you don't have one of those elite receivers doesn't mean that this team hasn't given up some some plays. True. We have a. It, I disagree with you a little bit though, because especially when Kirk Cousins was here and Deshaun Jackson. I mean. It's, oh, you're going way back. Not really. That was How long ago was Deshaun Jackson there? 2016. Really? That long ago. Kirk? We know you're not very good with time. Ah, <laughs> that seems like forever ago. Kirk Cousins in the two games that Deshaun Jackson being in Washington. In the two games, yes. in the two games the uh, Cowboys beat Washington in 2016, <laughs> yes. Kirk Cousins averaged like 400 yards per game and was just taking deep shot after deep shot. And um, Paul Richardson can do that. Josh Doxson can too, but they just they don't they haven't been doing it often, yeah. so it scares me a little bit less. So maybe they'll break that out this week. It's something to watch, but I still well, like Deshaun ain't there anymore. Neither is Kirk Cousins. Yeah, so I, I like what, I like, like Byron in that matchup, <laughs> and if Cheeto can go, I like him too. So. Albert Connell's not there either. And I know Michael Westbrook and what about Santana Moss? Where Albert Connell, that is a name I have not heard in way a back long then. time. Art Monk. Art Monk. He is still there. He is still there. Yeah. Okay. We'll see him in the press box with Doug Williams. Yep. In All their right. cheering press box? Yep. No cheering. It's, if, if we went to Oakland on a regular basis, that would be my least favorite trip, but we don't, so it's FedEx. It's just well, it's the worst. As in probably two or three years, I think the Raiders trip will probably be one of your favorites. So Yeah, you're probably right about we'll that. See how that goes. Yeah. All we'll right, see. very, very fun conversation there. Interesting topic. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss the Redskins' defense against the Cowboys' offense for Derek Eagleton. Nick Eamon, David Hellman, I am Amber Garcia. We'll be back tomorrow on Cowboys Break. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?